What's going on, everybody? I'm Kyle Webb. And I'm his brother, Nathan Webb. And you are listening to our podcast, Two Brothers and a Review. Here on Two Brothers and a Review, each week, Saturday at noon, we review a different movie depending on the theme of that month. So make sure you're checking us out each week on all the platforms we're on and see what we're reviewing. Yeah, that's right. It's, uh, you know, you can get on Instagram and follow us, Two Bros in a Review. Uh, we're just constantly posting content and letting you know what we're reviewing. Follow us, like, comment, message, do what you got to do. Just let us know you're there. Absolutely. We're on road to 100 still, so please make sure you're following us. Like we've already said, it's the best place to communicate with us. And also, every week, you'll see the different cover art edits and whatever else we put up. It's pretty funny most of the time. Also, every week, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. There's so many more. If there's a specific platform that you want us on, just reach out to us at that Instagram, Two Bros in a Review, and let us know. We will do everything we can to get us on that platform for you. Speaking of platforms, uh, if you got that Apple device, please go on there. The purple icon, it's the Apple Podcasts, iTunes Podcast uh, emblem. Go in there, search Two Brothers in a Review. It's a picture of Nathan and I when we were younger and much handsomer. No, we're still handsome. What am I saying? But yeah, we were younger. I had a weird hoodie on. Uh, that's us. Follow us. Leave a comment. Give us five stars. You know, it just it helps us keep doing what we're doing. You know. Absolutely. Tell us how you really feel. Yeah. Just just write that review. That's what we need. Five stars in that review. Yeah. Let us know you're there. <laughs> So, Nate, you trying to get into uh, this week's movie news? Yes, absolutely. It's our new segment, so uh, let's get it. First off, happy birthday. It is Friday, April 9th, 12, 17 in the morning, 17 minutes into your birthday. I wanted to make sure I got that out there. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, everyone, make sure you hit up our Instagram and tell Kyle happy belated birthday, because when you're hearing this, this will be after his birthday, but... I'd ask you how your birthday was going, um, but like I said, we're 17 minutes in. So, do you have anything planned for your birthday? Uh, just doing a cookout, some beersby, cornhole, you know, the usual. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Well, also on Friday today, however, um, as far as movie news goes, the sci-fi thriller Voyagers will be released. It stars Ty Sheridan and Johnny Depp's daughter Lily Rose Depp. Didn't even know he had a daughter that was acting, to be honest. Uh, with the future of human race at stake, a group of young men and women bred for intelligence and obedience embark on an expedition to colonize a distant planet. But when they uncover disturbing secrets about the mission, they defy their training and begin to explore their most primitive natures. As life on the ship descends into chaos, they're consumed by fear, lust, and the un unsatiable hunger for power sounds like every other space movie there is <laughs> <laughs> sounds pretty interesting to me um aside from uh that lily lily depp looks pretty hot um i think i'll probably be checking checking it out but <laughs> another friday release is the netflix original action adventure comedy thunder force starring Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer as two estranged childhood best friends who reunite after one devises a treatment that gives them powers to protect their city. 
Hmm. I'm personally not a fan of either of either actress, but Jason Bateman is also in the movie, so I might check it out. Uh, unsure on this one, really. It could it could provide a few laughs, so we shall see. I don't know. Yeah, Melissa McCarthy, she's pretty funny for, in my opinion, so I'd, I'd see it. Okay. She was good, she was good in Bridesmaids. <laughs> oh yeah, you're a Bridesmaids fan, aren't you? That's right. Um, also, the movies The Tunnel, My True Fairy Tale, The Last Rite, and Salam, if I'm saying it correctly, are also due to release on Friday, April 9th. So all of those are coming out today. Uh, a little movie history for you. On April 6th in 1906, the first animated film, Humorous Phases of Funny Faces, was released. It was a three-minute-long silent short that used cut-out animation and stop-motion photography. Nice. So I gave three movies that are released this week, and I gave a little history. I guess that will wrap it up for movie news, unless there's something you've, you've, uh, you've got. No, nothing. No? Oh, update on Mortal Kombat. Uh, a week, it's, it was pushed back a week later, so I want to say the 23rd is when Mortal Kombat is supposed to go, so looking forward to that for sure. And then I guess it's just time to get into the facts. Let's do it. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! All right, so The Mask is a 1994 American superhero comedy film directed by Charles Russell, produced by Bob Engelman, and written by Mike Werb. Loosely based on The Mask comics, published by Dark Horse Comic, it stars Jim Carrey in the title role along with the slew of supporting characters to include Cameron Diaz in her film debut. Oh, it's her film debut. Yep. Uh, Carrie plays Stanley Ipkiss, a hapless bank clerk who finds a magical mask that transforms him into his alter ego. The mask, a mischievous trope maker who later on becomes a superhero with superpowers. Yes. Yes, it was her, her film debut. A quite, a quite a good debut, actually. Yeah. Um, as far as the summary on the back of the case, Jim Carrey stars as mild-mannered bank clerk Stanley Ipkiss, who discovers a mysterious ancient mask that brings his innermost desires to wild, screaming life. Now, together with Cameron Diaz and his sidekick Milo, the wise-cracking green tornado is taking Edge City over the top in this romantic action comedy that will leave you smoking. Smoking. <laughs> Uh, the mask is rated PG-13 for stylized violence and runs for 101 minutes. Stylized violence. I like it. Mm -hmm. With a budget of 18 to 23 million, The Mask was the fourth highest grossing film of 1994, bringing in 351.6 million at the box office worldwide. Damn. By that look on your face, I, I can see you didn't expect it to to be such a blockbuster hit, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I love I love the movie back then, and I love the movie now, but it's just like... Right? <laughs> damn. <laughs> yeah, 94 bringing in that much. Um, like I said, it was the, the fourth highest. Uh, added note, the top three of 94 were The Lion King, Forrest Gump, and True Lies. Yeah, so 94 cool. was a good fucking year for movies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh 
Well, I found doing my research, I found one unused mast idea, according to Mike Richardson, uh, who's associated with Dark Comics, was to transfer the story into one about a mask maker who took faces off of corpses to put them on teens and turn them into zombies. Hmm. I, I, I'm with you. I love this movie, so I'm glad this movie was made. But uh, can someone make that movie, please? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like Rob Zombie, I know we shout him out a few times. This is perfect for him. I, I would like to see that movie. This is kind of like Leatherface meets Children of the Corn. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, <laughs> a good explanation. Yeah. Oh, shit. Director Chuck Russell revealed that a lot of money was saved on special effects after Jim Carrey was cast. Carrie's body movements were so flexible and cartoonish that they didn't see the need to enhance them digitally. That's awesome. <laughs> right? <laughs> also, uh, about Jim Carrey, the yellow zoot suit worn by Carrie as the, um, when he plays the mask has become iconic, even though it was only worn in the film for a total of five minutes. <laughs> like when you think the mask, you think him wearing the yellow suit, right? Yeah, it was only five minutes of the film. And it's also side note on that one is based on, or not based on, but it comes from the suit that his mother made him for his first stand-up act. Oh, nice! <laughs> That's pretty cool, <laughs> right? And the last thing I have um, before we can get into these opinions, which is what everybody listens to us for, uh, this was the first of over 10 Jim Carrey movies to reach 100 million domestically at the box office, Carrey was paid 450,000 for his role in The Mask. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, blew up and gave Carrey the star power to sign a $7 million deal to star in his third film of 94, Dumb and Dumber. Damn, that was a good movie too, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> he put out, I hate the word banger, but he put out some bangers in 94. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. 94 might have been his year. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Like I said, I, I really like Jim Carrey. So like most, like I, like 99% of the movies that he's put out, I'm, I'm a fan of. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we'll get, I get it. I'll come back to it in the, um, the opinion section, but we covered um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas and I kind of pooped all over it because I thought he overacted and everything. Um, this one, like I said, I'll circle back to, but he definitely, he didn't overact. This this movie was made for him. Yes, this was, I feel like the movie was made, like literally they, they were like, all right, so here's the script of this kind of movie, Jim Carrey <laughs> kind of thing. I didn't mention it. I, I, I wanted to see if you knew it or if we would just together come to to the conclusion like we just did. I actually did find out that the original the the original movie or whatever was a lot darker, a lot different because it was based on the comics and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, the director uh, Charles Russell wanted to cast Jim Carrey, and he rewrote the movie for Jim Carrey. See, not not in the exact words, but that's that's basically what you just said is basically yes. Yeah, and I did, and we're. On a Zoom call right now, so I, no one, just so everybody, can, the, all the listeners know, I can't see his notes right now. So I had no idea that was even a thing. Yep. <laughs> just, it was literally made for Jim Carrey. Like, that's, you know. <laughs> all right. Well, do you have any other facts or do you just want to get straight into the opinions? You know, 
I think it's right. Like everyone has one. <laughs> May I tell you what I think happened? Alrighty then. All right. First things first. Let's go ahead and get it out of the way. Cameron Diaz. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. <laughs> In 51st yeah. Dates review, I said I was disappointed because they didn't uh, show Drew Barrymore's thighs, but there was plenty of Cameron Diaz thighs in this movie, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, at one point I looked at Brittany and I was like, like, when I was younger, I was like, like in awe of Cameron Diaz. And then like, I think about it, I'm like, she's still really hot in this movie, but like, Oh yeah. Every other movie, she's kind of just like mediocre to me. Ooh. Uh oh. Okay. All right. Well, I don't remember Cameron Diaz too much as far as nostalgia goes. I remember just Jim Carrey and The Mask, which I mean, obvious. But I was still a teenager, so you would think that uh, Miss Diaz would be in my memory. However, I mainly remember the movie for Jim Carrey and The Mask. So. And for the listeners, what I meant by the Cameron Diaz thing, as far as looks goes, acting, like, I think she's a great actress. I just, yeah. uh, as far as, like, like, oh, she's a she's a bombshell. Like, she's she's a dime. Like, in this movie, gorgeous. Like, she mm-hmm. played her role perfect and, you know, like, great, but... Okay. I, I have something that I had that I wanted to, to say about that sim- that's kind of similar, but... Before I get into it, what other movies are you thinking that Cameron Diaz plays in? I want to see if me and you have the uh, same issue here. Oh, shit. I don't even... uh, Me, myself, and Irene. Is that Cameron Diaz? I have to look it up, actually. (laughs) I really, like, I don't know. Like, maybe it's that's another one of those things where I'm just like, eh. Shallow How. Do you know the movie Shallow How? Yeah. Do you know who plays in that movie? The the actress? No. Gwyneth Paltrow. For whatever reason, I always get Gwyneth Paltrow mixed up with Cameron Diaz. And from the last review, you know that I'm not the biggest fan of of Cameron Diaz. Or sorry, see, I did it right there. I'm not the biggest fan of Gwyneth Paltrow. So I, I think maybe we're both suffering from the same thing as we mix them up sometimes. Yeah, like she. Was I could be wrong, but not my me. Not seeing that's where I fucked up. It's not me, myself, and Irene. Is there something about Mary? Yes, she is in that. And she's a Charlie's Angel, and I just I don't know. That's Drew Barrymore's in that, so that might be why I didn't even remember mm-hmm. that. All right, all right. Well, I I just wanted to see if it was it was the same thing. So I'm I'm just going to uh go ahead and hit what I what I had. This like I said, this isn't about the mask, but it's about Cameron Diaz. I just wanted to clear it up because I can't remember if I said that I didn't like Diaz in one of our previous reviews. Mm-hmm. I don't think I did, but I have been known to mix up names. Like I was just saying um, with Cameron Diaz, I often think she is Gwyneth Paltrow and even Uma Thurman. I mix her mood. Like I thought Cameron Diaz was in Kill Bill. It's it's not Cameron Diaz. It's Uma Thurman. I, I know this, but for whatever reason, I get it mixed up. Same thing as um, I always want to call uh Danny Glover Morgan Freeman but I know it's not Morgan Freeman so (laughs) I I have that problem uh (laughs) so just for the record if I said I did not like Cameron Diaz before I was incorrectly completely incorrectly saying it because as far as acting goes I think Diaz 
is a tremendous actress. This is her first fucking movie, and yeah. I, I think she did really, really good. Yeah. Um, and as far as her looks go, me personally, she's in my personal top ten hottest women ever. She's not one, two, or three, but she's top ten. So yeah. if I said that I didn't like her before, I'm not talking about her. I was talking about somebody else by accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she, like, I don't know. As far as actress, she, she's a, she's up there in my opinion. But as far as, uh, I'm not saying that she's ugly. I'm just saying like, right, right. Just everybody has their own type. Like, like you, I think you think Drew Barrymore is hotter than I do. Like, yeah, she's pretty, but I don't. I wouldn't put her in my top ten. Yeah, probably not even top twenty-five. But <laughs> she's uh, Drew, see, that's the thing. Drew Barrymore is kind of like a a school teacher, cute. Like where it's like, if she was my teacher, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, Cameron, Cameron Diaz is kind of like the school teacher that molests children. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not I'm starting to rumors. <laughs> well, I wish I was one of her students. That's all I'm saying. But <laughs> let's get out of that hole. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, that's a big old rabbit hole right after Easter. Two, two brothers, uh, six degrees of separation strikes again. Did you realize that? Uh-uh. Murray, played by uh, Lucy's, or sorry, played by Blake Clark, who played Lucy's father, Marlon, in Fifty First Dates. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. So once again, two brothers, six degrees of separation. <laughs> it's wild how that's working, man yeah <laughs> we kind of talked about this uh before we started doing the podcast peter green who plays dorian he's mm. always cast in the role of like a bastard evil doer mm -hmm. uh, he's kind of getting typecast as that i guess but he plays the role so well and he has a face for it you think i feel like this, yeah i feel like this movie really made him into that role because like when he puts when he gets the mask on, the creature that he becomes is mm -hmm. so sick looking. It's like, dude, that's badass. <laughs> All right, good, good segue. Again, we're not in the same location, so you don't see my notes. But I was going to bring this up. So since you you mentioned it, <laughs> why does he become Incredible Hulk and get like a much deeper voice when he puts the mask on, but Stanley puts it on and he's basically the same same guy, bald and and green like yeah uh makes dorian different in your opinion they were all from what i gather when he was talking to uh dr newman aka ben stein uh clear eye guy um they were saying that it was the uh which greek god were they saying it was loki yeah loki uh the the god of mischief and so there's pretty much what he was saying is like when you put the mask on, it takes over as like 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 oh I, I'm a my alter ego is oh. you know like a ladies man kind of thing like a go getter and then Dorian's alter ego is just I mean it's not really an alter ego it's just like I'm a fucking gangster <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I mean it's like you know what I mean like I, that's what I gather from it like the mask kind of like. I mean, just like with the dog, when the dog puts the mask on, it's like all goofy and shit. Oh, it's one of my favorite parts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Especially when he's peeing on him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, 
and that's that's kind of my my thought of it as well. I just I just found it a little bit odd that his facial features changed so much. Like even he had like veins popping out in his neck and shit. So like mm-hmm. the mask affected him physically differently than or phys- physically rather than just like his attitude and whatnot. But oh yeah, okay. the, dark, the dark clouds surround him and shit. You know, like yeah. <laughs> That was a little weird. It just because they were still inside the um, building when that happened, weren't they? Yeah. So the the skies just opened up inside the building, I guess. I mean, when he's in the limo, that's thundering in the limo too. All right, fair fair argument. Fair argument. He's like, hold on, babe. I need to get I need to get uh, dressed for the party, and like it just you see him do that, like put it halfway to his face, and then. It shows an out, outside view of the limo going by, and it's like lightning inside the limo. <laughs> like, speaking of segue, real quick. Speaking of limos, mm-hmm. did you happen to notice how fucking long the limo was that Jim Carrey was in? <laughs> yes. Um, two things about that. I don't have it in the tropes, but it is a trope. Um, obnoxiously long limo or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the exact name of. It. That's why I didn't put it in the tropes, but. I also found out that that's a real limo. So that wasn't like just extended or yeah, that's legitimately that long of a limo. So. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I just remember thinking like, God, that's a long ass fucking limo. <laughs> my, my boys were watching with me at that point and the uh, Carter said the same thing. He's like, look how long that limo is mommy or something like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. This is such a Jim Carrey movie, though. It's so funny. Like, I don't know. Like, it's funny when he puts the mask on, it looks just like Jim Carrey with a bulb. Mm-hmm. And then Dorian puts the mask on and he's got, he looks like Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> a little more hair, but okay. <laughs> it was pretty funny, though. Like, well, Again, good segue here, and we're not even uh, on the same page as far as my notes and stuff goes, but I, I said it earlier, I'm going to circle back to it. Um, Jim Carrey's overacting, overacting in the Grinch movie is what I, I had said before, but this movie, it just had the right over-the-top acting from mm-hmm. Jim Carrey, in my opinion, and we already said it's 100% made for him, yeah. but there were several different actors, I'm not going to list the names or anything because it's irrelevant, um, that were looked at to play this role and I don't think Robin Williams is one that's probably the closest one that I think could have pulled it off but Jim Carrey the mask it's one and the same like I mm-hmm. think Jim Carrey I think fucking Stanley what's his last name Ipkiss Stanley Ipkiss I think the mask that that's mm-hmm. what Jim Carrey is so 100% this was made for for that man <laughs> So, do you have a favorite scene? Oh, yes. You want me want me to answer it, or are you just itching to tell me yours? Oh, let's go. go for okay. It. Well, I, I wouldn't be me if I didn't first say any scene where uh, Diaz is showing her legs, cleavage, slender body, or those uh, bright red lips. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> uh, if you're going to put me on the, the spot, I guess I have to pick one scene. I'm going to go with the dance number with the mask. One, it's funny. Um, you know, you know what I'm talking about, where no. she's where she's performing, and he shows up in the club. Yeah, and he goes up there. Yeah, that whole that whole scene right there where they start dancing together and performing. 
I can't remember the song that's playing, but um, yeah, that to me, it was funny. And we also, we see a whole lot of Miss Diaz. So I'm, I'm a fan of that scene. <laughs> How about you? Uh, my favorite scene is a dance number, but it's with the cops. Okay. That was my uh, second. The uh, um, Cuban the beat. Huh? Yes. And when the female officer like is holding her chest and she's like mm-hmm. singing, like, like what's, <laughs> what, why is this coming out of my mouth? <laughs> I just thought it was, it was hilarious. And then he like just disappears. Like, <laughs> Yes, that that whole that's a trope. I'll get to it, but that that whole scene, yes, that was definitely a close second for me. Cuban Pete is what I believe the scene is referred to as because he's, yeah. <laughs> I so like you said the thing about the red lipstick with Cameron Diaz, <clears throat> and it might just be one of those things like where it's like you think it, but it's not even real. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like this movie. With the red lipstick, I feel like every other movie she wears red lipstick because she was so, so successful with this movie. Huh. Like if you like if you look up Cameron Diaz on Google, her yeah. picture, her smiling with red lipstick on, yeah. so it's like her signature kind of thing. Well, it definitely uh, accentuates those those beautiful DSLs of hers. So <laughs> I ain't mad, but <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I was just like, I kind of like looked up and seen the picture because I've got the cast like pulled up so I don't like butcher their names or anything. <laughs> so, but I like keep looking up and I just see her red lips like in the corner of my eye. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you Google the cast for the mask, the pictures they have up here are freaking hilarious. Like <laughs> the one outdated or what is it? Oh, they're all like new, but like the one of Sweet Eddie, uh, Dennis Forrest or whatever. Looks like Buffalo Bill. <laughs> okay, now I gotta look at it. <laughs> I'll post it on our Instagram for the for the listeners. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will have to. I'll, I'll check it on Instagram then, so I can see that. But yeah, that was that's. I would say that is my favorite scene in the movie, especially like when he like jumps off the thing and like spins around the pole and like gets the hookers involved somehow. It was like just, yeah. I don't know. But I, I thought it was all like beautifully orchestrated <laughs> listen to us picking two songs i know song scenes the two guys that hate musicals but we just picked our favorite scene they're both musical numbers <laughs> uh, it, it's a different thing it's, <laughs> it's a comedy <laughs> i'm just kidding all no, right you know. do you have a favorite line there's so many in this movie you could literally say anything so <laughs> Uh, it's kind of like uh, it's just the thing that laugh- made me laugh the most like earlier in the movie and he like he has Milo find his keys mm-hmm. and then when he's in jail he goes get the keys and then Milo turns around with the cheese the cheese yeah and he that's goes not the cheese get the keys <laughs> yeah that's a good one right. yeah that's it like, <laughs> okay all right yeah uh, mine is uh, the mask in his Clint Eastwood voice says you got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? And he's like, well, do you punks? <laughs> That's also another really good scene. I mean, yeah, that if I had to pick a line, that'd be my favorite, but there's so many good, good one-liners and, and shit in this movie, man. Okay. My favorite non-musical scene <laughs> <laughs> okay. is when he gets, when he gets quote unquote shot and he acts like he like plays dead and he like falls into to his hand. And he's like talking yes. in the country accent, like it's, uh, dude. I was like, oh my god, he plays that so good. Like, 
Like Jim Carrey, I know you're eventually going to listen to this podcast because I'm going to hashtag the shit out of you. Yes, sir. Thank you for making this movie and acting the way you do. <laughs> 100, I'm on board. This this was yeah. a phenomenal performance on uh, Mr. Carey's part for sure. <laughs> um, however, even with the phenomenal performance, stuttering all over my words here, there are some continuity errors. I can hit that real quick um, and then we can get back into some other opinions if you want. Yeah. Okay. Actually, this this movie is actually riddled with uh, continuity continuity errors, but there's so much going on, I, I can understand why. Here's just a few, though. Um, let me know if you if you picked up on it. When Peggy comes into the bank to talk to Stanley, he says she published his letter in Ask Peggy. She later, like a few sentences later, calls it Dear Peggy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just verbiage there, um, continuity error wise. Fuck when, Peggy. Huh? I said fuck Peggy. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I mean, she could get the D still. But yeah. um when Tina punches one of Dorian's henchmen, she leaves a uh, scratch mark on his left cheek. After she escapes and runs down the alley to be stopped by Dorian, the henchman catches up and the scratch mark is gone. <laughs> He's not wearing the mask, so he shouldn't heal like that. <laughs> the toilet paper that Stanley lines the toilet seat with disappears during the dance scene the mask's hat disappears the loner car stanley picks up at the mechanics is a 1951 studebaker champion however the car that falls apart on the bridge is a 1950 studebaker commander (laughs) so it's a year younger and a different model but and then lastly, the only one I want to bring up is when Stanley comes home after being in the river, he enters his apartment, sits on the couch. His pants are suddenly dry and clean. Yeah. So just things like that. There's not the, when he gets dirty and shit, the next scene he's suddenly clean is also another, another continuity error. But yeah. Did you, did you see any of those? I, uh, not really. I, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like I wasn't really paying attention. I mean, the car I could notice it was different from from one scene to the next. But yeah. Well, I mean, I, I also told you this before. We're like we had to pad the lope a little bit because I don't have too many opinions because I got so into the damn movie. I, I have I have a good amount, but <laughs> it was uh, kind of like Hangover. I think Hangover was the one that was shorter on the opinions for my side because i wasn't taking notes like i normally do yeah yeah you know me i never take notes i just kind (laughs) of right 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 i'm the note taker we know this but nostalgia wise this brings back so memory so many memories for me and it still holds up in my opinion as good as we thought it was back then i truly believe that it's still that good now yeah it really is, uh, in my humble opinion. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I just keep going back to Cameron Diaz because it's, it was like her film debut. And it's like, you know, she fucking nailed it. She did. I would like to nail her like she nailed the movie. Um, I mean, Jim Carrey, like she got her, first, her film debut was with Jim Carrey. Right. <laughs> I mean, this was early on in his, his movie career as well, but... Yeah. As we already stated, in that year he put out three movies and he was making seven mil on the his third. So 
yeah. it's a pretty big deal for her to be there. Um, she actually got the gig because she was uh, modeling. She left. She left uh, somewhere that she was modeling, and um, they picked her up because uh, oh, what's she was a porn star, and she died in like oh one or something. What's her name? Cindy Crawford. Cindy Crawford wasn't a porn star, and I don't oh. think she's dead either. No. Uh, okay, now I have to look this up. Get I, I, I'm gonna look it up while we're doing the podcast. Talk about something else while I, I do this real quick. <laughs> All right. During the the bank robbery scene, uh, when he leaves, he like jumps. He like is doing a tornado down the street, and then he like jumps over a car. I don't know why I noticed it, but it was just like the funniest little like hop. It was like I don't know, like. That's sorry, sorry, listeners. I know you can't see what I was doing, but it was just hilarious. Like <clears throat> picture the Tasmanian Devil, because that's uh, where where that was inspired from. There's a lot of cartoon inspired stuff in this, obviously. Oh yeah, it's like oh. Ah, Anna Nicole Smith. Do huh. you know who Anna Nicole Smith is? Mm. Okay, well if you look her up, you'll you'll probably like oh okay because she's she was a porn star and she had a reality show and whatnot but she was actually the original person that was going to be that role and then someone found um diaz living leaving an acting gig and had her audition and the director basically um what russell's right what's yeah. the director's name charles russell yeah he basically said he wants her, and he <clears throat> even went to the facts. Now we're going back to facts, but it's all right. He uh, he went to the extent to tell the um, the company that he wasn't going to make the movie if he didn't get Cameron Diaz. So oh, she made that big of an impression on, on the director, and we see why. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. She reminds me like her entrance is more like a Jessica Rabbit entrance. Oh. From like from Roger Rabbit, like that's like how they did it. Oh hey, are we get are we getting a Murph appearance? Archie, Archie, oh hey Archie, <laughs> we bust it wide open. But yeah, yeah, that, that's what I like when she walks out of the rain, or like when they like pan in and she's like fixing the string on her shoe that's tied tight around her leg, uh-huh. or whatever. It's like a Jessica Rabbit thing. Like I was like, oh. That's a interesting thing you bring up there. How about a remake, live action remake? Jim Carrey as Roger Rabbit and Cameron Diaz as Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> Tell me that wouldn't be a good movie. It would be a pretty good movie. I mean, Roger Rabbit was pretty good though. Yeah. It's 2021. It's time for a remake. Yeah. Uh, that's what they're doing right now is a bunch of remakes. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is there so, anything that you don't like about the movie? Oh crap! There was something I'm like, I was thinking about it, but I forget. I'm sure I'll think about it later. I'm like, oh fuck! I wish I would brought that up. I personally can't think of anything. There, there's. When I said that it holds up to what I remember it being, it it really does. Like. It's been years since I watched it. And I watched it completely focused, enjoying the whole damn time. 
and I was like, damn, this is a really good fucking movie. <laughs> oh, it was the uh, the whole auto shop thing could have been left out, in my opinion. Oh, well, yeah. I guess the... It, oh, yeah, never mind. No, I, I see what you're saying, because it, it wasn't, like, pivotal or anything. It was just showing how he um, always gets the shit into the stick, gets taken advantage of, whatnot, <clears> and then yeah. he's able to basically show some pipes up their ass but yeah it was it was a little unneeded well just i mean it just leaves you hanging like whatever happened to the fucking civic (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) hey that's a trope what happened to the mouse yeah what happened to the civic yeah i didn't think about that (laughs) yeah it was just like i don't know i think that was the only thing that i could think of besides the fact that i was pissed off at peggy (laughs) for turning over (laughs) (laughs) What a cut she was, huh? <laughs> yeah. Because I thought for sure, like, when we, when I was watching it, I was like, wait, did does Carrie end up with Diaz or uh, or Yazbek? And I'm like, no, oh, it was Diaz. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, but you already brought up tropes. Uh, Freeze, the black guy, he dies first. <laughs> oh, Yeah. I didn't even think about that either. Holy crap, he is the first one to die, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, no one really, no one else really dies except for the mob boss. You know what I mean? Like, that's who they kind of, that's the yeah. one they show die. <laughs> I remember seeing a body count, actually, and there was somebody else that off screen died or whatever. But yeah, he, I think he is the first one. That's, if not, I'll I'll check it for housekeeping um, at the end of the month. But yeah, which speaking of that, just since this is the first episode, we didn't do housekeeping. To remind the listeners, if you listen to Fifty First Dates, I said we're replacing that segment with this week in movie news, and the housekeeping will be at the end of the month, either um, on a specific podcast episode on Two Brothers in Review, or I might put it on my YouTube channel. One of the two. I haven't figured it out yet. But the housekeeping for all month long, all month of April, will be at the end of the month, guys. So, just want to get that out of the way real quick. Oh, yeah. Is there anything that you didn't remember as a kid that you saw this time? Or was there anything that you thought was different? Uh, not really. I can remember, like, uh, so, like, as the movie was going, I'm, like, thinking of things. Like, when they tie her up to the tree... I remember her going one last kiss. The only thing that I thought of different was when he d- did the lizard tongue. I thought he, like, it's actually a different movie. It's Little Nicky is what I was thinking of. But, it, like, in my head, I, I thought he went, what, no tongue? But it was just, like, on Little Nicky when he kisses gotcha, your girlfriend. Combining the two. Okay. I yeah. haven't seen Little Nicky, by the way. Oh, well. It's a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> Well, go what ahead. about you? Was there anything from? No, just, just the I kind of said it already. Um, just the fact that I don't remember Cameron Diaz. Like, watching it as a teenager, I'm a horny motherfucker now. But as a teenager, I was super horny. I would think that I would remember her performance and just her in this movie, and I really didn't until I saw. I was like, oh, okay. So that's the only thing that I I don't recall from my childhood and. And what seems different so 
Sorry, Murphy's like standing on his hind legs trying to get up on my lap. Oh, Murph's in there. Hey, Murph. <laughs> oh, Murph quick. Murphy is his cat and Archie is his dog, by the way, for yep. the, the listeners that don't know already. Murphy's, do- Murphy's birthday was the 8th and Archie's was the 3rd. <laughs> and and Brittany's birthday was the same. Was the 4th. Was the 4th. Okay. Easter. Yes. And then your birthday is today. Man, April is packed full of fucking birthdays. Mm-hmm. And then Landon's birthday is the 15th. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Brian, my, my my buddy Brian, his his uh, child's birthday is this month too, I believe. Really? Yep. It's crazy. But, all right. Should we get into the tropes then? Oh, yeah. Trope, there it is. Beneath the mask. (laughs) Virtually everyone has to wear a public mask in order to be accepted by others. That's a simple fact of human psychology. When circumstances allow a character to take off that mask and act in complete accord with their inclinations, they reveal what's beneath the mask. This trope is one of the major themes of the movie, as laid out by the psychiatrist, uh, What's his name? Uh, Dr. Newman. Ben Stein. What's his name in real life? Ben Stein. Ben Stein. That's right. Okay. Monotoned ass Ben Stein. Um, For clear, dry eyes. <laughs> That's yeah. <a> clear eyes. <laughs> as, as laid out by the psychiatrist Ben Stein, everyone wears social masks hiding who they really are underneath. Putting on the supernatural artifact causes the wearer to tear off their mask and embody their ID. This means that Stanley becomes the mask by remo- removing his social mask, though ironically to do so, he puts on a real, uh, he puts a real mask on. In the end, he takes the mask off and doing so finds a balance for himself. But that is called beneath the mask. Absurdly ineffective barricade. When characters attempt to physically seal off access to a room, passageway, or building, but are doomed to fail miserably due to poor choice of materials or bad tactical planning. You know, like leaning a wooden chair against the door when a bad guy outside has a fucking tank. That would be an absurdly ineffective barricade. The mask seals the gate to Landfill Park to keep uh, Kelloway and Doyle inside. He then turns to find the rest of the police on the same side of the wall, and then that leads to your favorite scene. Yeah, trope, there it is. (laughs) but that's absurdly ineffective barricade actually quite catchy same scene sometimes a musical number is simply so catchy that you forget who started it and you just have to hum along or dance to the tune oftentimes it's in the middle of the bad guy's hot pursuit of the good guy Um, but during the masks cuban pete song and dance number police detective doyle who's supposed to be trying to catch the mask starts dancing along with the music his boss, Lieutenant Kellaway, tells him, start dancing and I'll blow your brains out. <laughs> that was a, a little bit overkill with the blowing your brains out, but hey. <laughs> so that's actually quite catchy. Anytime a song is catchy enough for the, the bad guys, so to speak, to, to join in. Bag of holding. This one's funny to me. A specific portable item, which is bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Much bigger, actually. 
the mask pockets this is actually uh, this might be my second or third favorite scene this is this is a pretty good scene but the mask pockets can apparently hold everything including a bazooka i've got a permit for that <laughs> yep <laughs> another good line too see there's just so much but that's called bag of holding so when it's a a super big inside but not so big on the outside that's that's what it is <laughs> Clingy Mc uh, sorry, Clingy McGuffin. Sorry, no, I'm saying it wrong. Clingy McGuffin, not Clingy. Clingy McGuffin, a specific item that a character cannot get rid of. It can't be removed, lost, given away, buried, thrown in the ocean, blown up, or separated from the owner in any way. It is bound to the character for better or worse till death do you part or otherwise. So kind of like a wife, but uh. Stanley tosses the mask out of the window only for it to boomerang back onto his bed. At the end of the film, he manages to throw it into the river with no side effects, but then Milo dives in and fetches it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the clinging MacGuffin. When you can't get rid of an object, it always comes back to you. That's it. Distracted by the sexy. I think we can all take a guess of what that, that means, but uh, I think we've had this before also. And it's, it's exactly how it sounds. For some men, it's very easy to forget what they're doing when a gorgeous woman strolls past them. They lose control, um, doing things like walking into walls, tipping over themselves, dropping fragile objects, causing a traffic jam, traffic jam etc. It's most likely um, used for comedy. In The Mask, this is why Tina is sent to open an account on Edge City or at Edge City Bank. Stanley and Charlie are so startled by um, her that they don't notice her purse has a camera in it as her boyfriend Dorian is checking the path to the bank vault. Mm -hmm. So they are distracted by the sexy. <laughs> Can't say that I blame them. Evil detecting dog. Unlike humans, animals seem to have an inherent ability to detect a malicious character, even if it's not obvious to anyone else. When this occurs in the movie, go ahead and holler. Oh, there it is. Yep. Milo senses something is amiss when the mask with the mask the moment he sees it he barks at it and everything later he recognizes that it's the only way out of danger so he puts it on but evil detecting dog uh this is real life shit by the way because my dog will sometimes aurora I, I think you said archie's done this too um will just look at nothing like there's nothing there but she'll start growling or maybe even sometimes barking so dogs can detect evil <laughs> and obviously i think if they know somebody's bad they're going to, to bark and shit too but it's a trope too failed attempt at drama again another another really good scene <laughs> uh when a character tries to be dramatic and fails miserably let everyone else in the theater know trope there it is this trope occurs when stanley attempts to put on the mask during the day in front of dr newman the mask's powers only work at night, but Stanley doesn't know that at this point. So that's called failed attempt at drama. But he even goes as far as to like wiggle around and make sounds and stuff like something's actually happening. So he even tries to do the tornado. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, this would be so good. All right. Gangster style. Sorry. Gangsta style. Ever been involved in a robbery or held at gunpoint and the person holding the gun? holds the weapon so its grip is horizontal rather than vertical <laughs> this is this is a flashy technique and not good markman marksmanship technique but hey they look gangsta as fuck right 
So in the mask, one of Dorian's thugs shoots the mask this way. He turns the, the pistol or whatever weapon is sideways. So that trope is called gangsta style. Oh, you mean ponytail? I think it was him. Probably more than just him, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the last trope for the mask that I have, heartbeats out of chest. <laughs> this is the G-rated version of a boner, basically. The character's heart will beat so strongly that it makes a bulge in their uh, thoracic wall visible enough through clothing or visible even through clothing. Usually mm -hmm. it seems as uh, though the heart has powered completely beyond the breastbone and the ribs. So this happens in my favorite um, or leading up to my favorite scene when uh, the mask is watching Tina Carlisle sing at the Coco Bongo Club. Yeah. <laughs> When she's grinding on the tree. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. She can grind on me. That, that's all I kept thinking. But yeah, that's that's called Heartbeats Out of Chest, a.k.a. the G-rated boner, as I put it. <laughs> so a little bit of foreshadowing. She's grinding on the tree. And then later, later in the movie, she's tied to it. <laughs> yeah. Said yeah. the same tree. Uh, then he paints a fucking flush handle and flushes them down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that was that was a nice little added touch with the painting on the yeah. Was there a bit of Looney Tunes um, like ownership in this, like Warner Bros. or something like that? I don't think so, but Stanley is supposed to be like a cartoon nut or whatever. So that's like it's you see like there's a Tasmanian Devil pillow, um, and there's some other things that are related to. At the, so. at the beginning of the movie, when he pulls the two tickets out of the drawer, under, underneath the ticket is a Looney Tunes book. Okay. Yeah. It says Looney Tunes. Like most movies, you like unless you got the rights for that, you can't. You know what I mean? Like. I mean, it's it could be categories under product placement, so they might have got like some money thrown their way for it, or, or yeah. whatnot. Who knows? But. Well, it was definitely Tooney. <laughs> <laughs> Did you matter, imagine? Could you imagine if Jim Carrey played uh, Michael Jordan's part in Space Jam? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a completely different movie. Oh my! Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, did you happen to catch the trailer for the new Space Jam? I have not. Um, I have. I have seen like photos and whatnot, but I have not seen the trailer. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's not a remake. It's called a New Legacy. So everybody that's hating on LeBron, like you're not, you're not Michael Jordan. You can't do this. It's like, shut the fuck up. It's a whole different era. Uh, I I think it's gonna be a pretty good movie, in my opinion. You know, like yeah. Uh, there's a part where uh they have Lola Bunny and LeBron do a they do a play, and like. Like I think Lola like throws the ball of an alley-oop to LeBron, and then as she runs away, she's holding her hands up. <laughs> if you look, if you look at it, there's a picture of D Wade doing the same thing. Yeah, that's kind of a tribute to D Wade. I gotcha. They could have had like Daffy Duck do it or Taz, Taz or something, but that's cool. Yeah. Lola's kind of like the better ball player out of all of them. <laughs> right, right. I gotcha. I, I wish, personally, that it would have been done long ago and um with kobe but uh more so i wish that it would have been tiny tunes like since it's not since it's not a remake it's a completely different version 
do, do you remember Tiny Toons with mm-hmm. Buster and Babs Buddy and uh, yeah. Lucky Duck? Okay. That was my shit when I was a kid. I, I liked the Tiny Toons more than I liked Looney Tunes. So I think it would have been cool if they would have went that route. But I'll definitely check it out because I'm a LeBron fan and I'm cool. uh, a Space Jam fan. So Watch the trailer. You'll be like, oh, shit. There's okay. a lot of a lot of characters in this movie because it's not just tunes. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and it's the only thing that they, that like, I mean, they change it. They're not the Monstars. They're the Goon Squad. Which okay. is funny. It's funny because that's like my, my buddy, uh, Tuan, his company is called uh, Dig City Goon Squad. <laughs> so it's like, it's just kind of funny. Like, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see it. <laughs> yeah. When is that supposed to be released? Is it given a release date? Uh, they did. I don't remember exactly when it was. Okay. Uh, give me a couple seconds here and I can tell you. It doesn't say, of course. All right. Well, oh, we'll find out. That, that could that'll probably pop up in movie news this week. So. July 16th. Oh, July. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We got three months. We'll definitely be reviewing that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's that's. I'm down with that. Maybe we, maybe we should do a a double header and watch Space Jam the original, and then is it still called Space Jam? Yeah, Space Jam: A New Legacy. A new legacy. Okay, yeah. So maybe we could talk and uh, see if we want to do like a a double header and and watch both and review both. Compare. I believe they offered Michael Jordan a bunch of money to at least appear in the movie, and he declined it. Hmm. He's too busy losing with the Hornets, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm out of tropes. I'm out of news. We already know my opinion. I love this movie. Best press review. I'm ready. All right. You want you want to go first this time? I went first last week. I, I will. I'll go first because I, I think I've already kind of let the viewers know or the listeners know. I'm I can't I still can't give it a perfect score. Like it it doesn't have everything perfect, but I don't have any complaints about it. And I'm loving Cameron Diaz in this movie. And there's definitely enough cleavage and leg and everything. So I can't deduct points for that. Um <laughs> And I want to give it more than a four and a half, but I don't want to get complicated and do the 4.75 and shit. So I'm just going to settle with four and a half and say that it deserves a little bit more. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and just say five. Okay. <laughs> I'm giving I'm giving it I'm giving it my full five. This is this is the first movie, and it's probably gonna it's gonna be hard to duplicate. Know, duplicate a five for me, but Okay. I can say, you know, Jim Carrey aced it. <laughs> okay. The whole movie is an ace. So, so that's a what? Nine, nine and a half. <laughs> that is a half a point away from being a perfect movie in our in our view. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I, I still say four and a half plus a little, but yeah. it's going in the books as a nine and a half. Mm-hmm. And those are definitely, 100%, definitely Cameron Diaz. Nice, round, firm, perfectly sized. Well, my opinion, perfectly sized, because I don't like them super big. But breasts. I'd give him a little bit more of a, 
you know, like Pamela Anderson Breast, or no, uh, what's her name? Like, we'll just say Pamela Anderson because she has big titties. But she does. I, I and like Nicole it. Smith has big titties. That's who was originally supposed to play the role, but. They're not so big anymore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. But we are in agreement that these are some, these are nice, nice pair of boobies. Oh, yeah. Some nice areolas. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, that's all I got. Yeah, that's, that's it. Um, 50 first dates, we gave it an eight and a half. The masks, nine and a half. What is the third pick for your picks this month? All right. If you're staying true to what you said, you had Will Farrell and Denzel Washington left. Are you staying on that boat? I am. Okay. Are we keeping it comedy or are we or are we going over to to Denzel's side? What are we I doing here? I was gonna say I want to switch it up and do Denzel and okay. say Will Farrell for last. I should have actually saved Jim Carrey for last, but okay. I'll say Will Farrell for last and we'll do Denzel and we will do my favorite Denzel movie, The Hurricane. Okay. I am like a super Denzel fan. He's always been one of my my favorite actors. With that being said, The Hurricane is one of maybe three Denzel movies I've never seen. Oh, nice. So this is this is gonna be new to me and I'm looking forward to it. It's based on true events. Okay. It's a boxing movie, right? Or am I or am I getting that mixed up with a different one? He he was a boxer. Okay. Bob Dylan made a song about it, and <laughs> yeah. okay. Well, I will. I will definitely be looking forward to this one and and taking some notes on this, as long as uh, I don't get too into it. <laughs> well, I have the DVD. This is what, like I said, this is one of my favorite Denzel movies. So I made sure I bought the DVD after I see it the first time. <laughs> Hell yeah! All right. <laughs> so yes. <laughs> so Denzel, the Hurricane. <laughs> Sounds like a, a plan. I'm I might fucking go watch it right now at 1 30 in the morning. <laughs> I'm not because I plan on getting up early and going skating for a little bit. So all right. Well on that note, plug that Instagram for us so we can get out of here. Yeah. Uh if you guys uh are loving what you're hearing and you want to see what we look like or see the cover art that, that Nathan has so graciously made, <laughs> uh you need to get on Instagram and type in two bros in a review uh you know we're on there just give us some dms give us a follow like some of those pictures message us if uh you know what movie you heard us talking about uh once we get to 100 followers nathan jordan and myself will be doing a hot wing uh test review just for the very first once we get to 100 reviews, we're not doing it every review after that. It's just, right. yeah. you know. Get us to 100. We'll be eating some hot sauces while we review the movie. Live, you'll be able to see our faces, see our sweat, probably see Jordan vomit. Yes. We only need, we, we only need 20 more followers. Woo! We're at 80? Yeah. Man, we're Road to 100 has been a long fucking road, but it's uh, starting to t- turn yellow brick. So let, let's get us to 100, guys. While you're over there um, hitting that follow button, though, make sure you message Kyle and, and tell him happy belated birthday. Like I said, this is coming out uh, after his birthday, but 
Still let the man know happy birthday. <laughs> uh, also, listen to us each week. You're already doing that. You can listen to us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, several other audio platforms. Make sure you're listening to us. And um, if there's a platform, an audio platform, that you want us on but we're not on, slide into our DMs. You got to follow us first. Two bros in review. Let us know what that audio platform is, and we will do everything in our power to get us on that audio platform for you. Mm-mm. Speaking of platforms, the iTunes Apple Podcast is a uh, it's a purple icon with a little bit of white. Uh, uh, Nate seems to think it's an antenna. I seem to think it's a person with uh, frequency waves coming from whatever you want to call it. Get on there, search us two brothers in a review. It's a picture of Nathan and myself in front of a Apple laptop, old school one. Uh, I'm wearing a weird ass hoodie. So get on there, you know, uh, subscribe to us, give us five star rating and let us know like what you think about the podcast, whether you love us, you hate us or you ain't us, whatever you want to (laughs) do. That's right. You can leave a quote from the movie that you listened to our episode. Um, you can also tell Kyle happy birthday there. You know, just give us five stars. Follow us on Instagram, Two Bros in Review, and listen to us each week. Those are three free things that you can do that truly support us, and we truly, truly appreciate it. It all goes a long way. So thank you for doing it if you already are. And if you're not, come on, get with the program. Please and thank you. <laughs> Next up on the uh, list before we get out of here, I got to bring this up. I saw you shared it on Facebook, so I know you had to watch it. Did you see what our brother and brother from another mother down there in Florida, the TRG network, those random guys, did you see what they're doing now? Yeah, they're fucking hilarious. I swear. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, they're podcasts <laughs> that drop every Tuesday on, on YouTube. Go check them out. Subscribe. Give them likes. They're also on different audio platforms. Those random guys, TRG network. Go check them out, guys. Um, but what they just recently dropped, they are, <laughs> I forget what they're calling it, but they have a pole that's six feet away for COVID. They're wearing masks and they're going out to the public. This, this first episode, they interviewed people on spring break, got some hot ass drunk girls, some gangster ass uh, people from Buffalo. That, yeah, they just asked them some questions with the pole that was six feet away for social distancing it's it's hilarious guys i'm telling you go check it out give them give them a follow a subscribe all that stuff over there on youtube and all the audio platforms that they're on and uh you can also get on instagram and follow me the underscore red rum crew uh that's my skate instagram uh got a clothing company uh, you can't see it but i'm wearing a red rum shirt i'll post this picture uh let's see screenshot real quick for you uh <laughs> but yeah red rum skate co or the red rum crew on instagram that's where i post my daily skate videos and uh events that we do throughout the year uh cookout season is upon us so you will see a lot of cookouts and events we're doing hell yeah it's definitely worth a follow and that's free to do as well and one more thing that you can do that's free and telling you it's worth it head over to my YouTube channel, High Society Productions. Check me out. I'm dropping content every day for my challenge, the 365 content challenge. Every day of the year, dropping content. 
Um, just did a Baltimore travel vlog. I still got the Florida travel vlog from when me and Kyle went um, down to Florida. That's going to be coming. A lot, a lot of editing to do on that. Um, but I do other different things. Me and Kyle did some react, did a reactment. We're going to be doing some more. But check out that uh, get hard reenactment that Ky me and Kyle did. It's on my YouTube, High Society Productions. And if you're into gaming, I'm doing that too. I do a lot of live streams um, as far as Call of Duty, GTA, Roblox. I I'm all over the place, but Putting out content, go check it out. High Society Productions, please. All right. That's all that I got. That's all I got, bro. Well, I'm Kyle Webb. And I'm his brother, Nathan Webb. And you just listened to our podcast. Two brothers and a review. And, and we're smoking. smoking. I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Thanks. happy birthday to you happy birthday dear kyle happy birthday to you follow us on instagram two bros in a review <laughs>